speak volumes, but we are not focusing on that. Let's move on. And I'll make of you a great nation, Israel. That was the first point. And make your name great, Abraham himself. And so that you will be a blessing. Move on. I'll bless those who bless you, and him who honors you, I will, I will um, and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, here is the issue, in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So when God called Abraham with all the promises that go with it, the first thing that God was going to do was to build a nation out of him. Right? Now what does it tell you? God's plan of salvation is in phases. That's the whole thing. And normal research, if you want to, yes, you are in that area. At least you know that you always go to the lab, you get the result, you pilot it, go on, on, and on until you upscale it. That's what was done for all the vaccines of COVID and they started from the lab. So God started using Abraham as a lab work. Then after that, he um, went on to the piloting stage and that was the people of Israel. And the Bible says in Galatians chapter 3 verse 29, it says that if we are in Christ, then you are descendant of Abraham. So that was to fulfill the point when he said that and in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So God in his foreknowledge knew that one day there will be a nation called Ghana. There will be only black people. The white among us are those, some of those certain, are sitting at the back. Please don't go there. Amen. But then there will be black people. God knew there will be Asians. God knew, said all families in the whole world, in, on the earth, it was very specific. So here is actually the gospel in its precursor form. And Paul made it very clear in Galatians chapter 3 verse 8. Please give us that. Give us that. Galatians chapter 3 verse 8. And the scripture foreseeing that God will justify the Gentiles by faith preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, Abraham, saying, in you shall all the nations be blessed. Do you see? So whatever God did in the time of Abraham is supposed to be a pattern, a template by which God is going to deal with all the families of the earth and to come to us. Amen. So now, when God called Abraham, in Genesis chapter 15, he said, one day he told him that your descendants will go to a nation and they will be there for 400 years and I will send them back. And by the time I send them back, I have a program. The saints of Amorites would have reached heavens. So God had a judge. That's why the people of Israel had to be in Egypt for 400 years. So it means that when Joseph was being betrayed, God knew why. God sent him there. And he knew that one day, somebody, something will happen. God was arranging things. 
Let me assure you of this. Don't ever imagine that you are, you are living in a vacuum. Things just happen. So far as God is concerned, your path of life is being ordered by God. And the whole program on this earth is being organized according to God's foreknowledge. Amen. Amen. At least the es eschatology can tell us that all that God said is happening now. Isn't it? Okay. So, when, when later God called the people of Israel, he took them from Egypt. And the first thing God did was to constitute them into a nation. And by constituting them into a nation, he sent them to Mount Sinai where he gave them the law. Every nation is ruled by laws and constitution. So Ghana, we had a constitution. We have a constitution, right? And so we, um, God gave them the constitution. The next stage was that in, Gen in Exodus chapter 25, God said, I want to dwell with my people. And so he caused Moses to, um, to request for offering. And that was the first time the people of Israel were being asked to give offering. And the pattern was this. God allowed the people of Israel to get the offering from the people of Egypt in payment for all their labor which, for which they were not paid. So before they left, he said, you must go to them and ask. And then they give them in abundance. But when it came to Exodus chapter 25, God said, whosoever wants, whosoever wants should give. And the Bible says they gave. And that's how they came by and built the tabernacle. And God said that I'm building it because I want to dwell amongst my people. After that came the priesthood. Right? Now, with the priesthood, God built, introduced more offerings. And then he added the Levites. It was after the addition of the Levites that God said, now let there be tithes. So offerings were already there. God brought the offerings. He did it. If you look carefully, you realize that God was taking them step by step. And every stage, you allow them to practice it and they will build on it. And at the end of the day, you bring another one. It wasn't for not that God was doing that. He was building up a nation unto himself. And he wanted the nation to be what he himself wanted the nation to be. And amongst the offerings were the, all the sin offering, the guilt offering, the vow offering, the wave offering, all the types of offerings that we were supposed to give. Amen. So God allowed that. So when all those offerings were given, God had a purpose. And you find out that all the offerings went with their specific regulations and rules. Some of them, in fact, if you take guilt offering, we have the protocol for of a guilt offering using the, the lamb or the goods. Protocol for that when you are using the, 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 a, a fowl or, I mean, a, a bed. God had protocols for each of them. God was doing that. It was because he wanted the people of Israel to respect him. Now, generally God was teaching the people of Israel the art of giving. 
and he brought the diversified forms. Why did God do that? God knows we human beings are made up of different constitutions. And everything that he wanted to do, he wanted in such a way that if you cannot do A, you can do B. If it's necessary for you to do A, it might be necessary to do C. Amen. So, giving offering is something that God um, introduced because he was building a nation for himself. And you remember, Abraham himself was always giving offering. You always build an altar. And then you give an offering. In most cases, it wasn't by God's request. But if you look critically at the life of Abraham, Abraham's life was a pattern for the whole world. And Paul revealed that in Romans chapter 4. You find that in Romans chapter 4, he discussed the faith of Abraham. In other words, everything Abraham did became the foundation or the template based on which we, the children of God, now have to build on. Amen. So in the Old Testament, we have two main, two broad forms of offering. You find offering offerings unto God and an offering unto man. The offering unto God are the wave offerings, the guilt offering, the sin offering, etc. Then offering unto man, he described as the uh, arms giving. And also, in terms of uh, if somebody is struggling and the person comes to borrow, he says, don't add interest. In other words, give to the person. And Proverbs chapter 3, it talks a lot about giving to the poor. Whoever asks, it says, whoever asks, give to the person. And he said that even if you, uh, if you have it, don't keep it and tell the person, go and come. Tomorrow I'll give it to you. When you have it with you, Proverbs 3, um, 27, 28. And get to 29, it talks more about the blessings associated with giving of arms. So God had that program. In all things, God was doing it because, one, God himself has created us in his own image. And being in his image, we are to replicate everything God does. God himself is a giving God. He gave life to man by breathing into his nostril. He gave a habitat to man, the Garden of Eden. He gave everything to man. And for man alone, apart from giving everything, he also gave him a wife. Amen. That's why the Bible says that you will get a wife as one favor. So God gives. Brothers, are you here? God will give you a wife. Sisters, hi. God will give you a husband. Amen. So God is forever giving. And even in terms of our salvation, Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And Paul says that if he did not keep his son, his only son, how, how, why wouldn't he give, in, give us all other things together with the son? So God is a giving God. And he wants us also to give. The mystery behind giving, we might not fully understand. I will not pretend as if I know everything. We might not fully understand. But Jesus summed it all up when he said, 
give, it shall be given to you. Good measure pressed down, shaking together. Will men, he didn't say will God. Luke 6, 38. He never said it with God, but he said with men. What does it mean? God respects and recognizes the ministry of men. So if you give, God has a way of causing somebody else to give to you. Amen. That's how it goes. So sometimes we go to church and they say, we want to give unto the Lord. And those who don't understand, will, ah, oh yes, they're true. We will not find dollars and euros and in, in heaven. No. When, but we will trample on the gold. Right? We walk over them. It's not a medium of exchange over there. And God does not spend these monies. But God has proxy giving, proxy receivers. He said, what you have given to this man, you have given it unto me. And anything that promotes the work of God, you are doing it unto the Lord. Amen. 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 So God respects and recognizes the ministry of men. And Paul sums the whole thing up and says, it's, bet, it's, it's, um, it's better to give than to receive. So giving of offering is something that is ordained by God. God expects it and God blesses it. Amen. So then comes the issue of the titan. In, in all the givings, in all the givings, all the types of givings, God never, never, in, in, I mean, uh, put that sense of compulsion on it. Except cases like sin offering. Sin offering is more or less compulsory because you have sinned. You must repent. I remember at the university, one brother was coming to lead a prayer meeting. He came and after leading us in thanksgiving, the next prayer point was, you have all sinned. Repent. We were looking at him. How do we pray? What are you talking about? You have all sinned. Repent. So, obediently, we all bowed our head and we started praying because we, we understood the message. You are giving because in terms of sin offering, you give because we have all sinned. We should repent. Amen. So, apart from such cases, even in the Old Testament, God never, we have the free will offering, God never put compulsion on it. But you see, there's something. When Jesus came, there are aspects of these givings that he took it to the cross. And so, we don't need to now slaughter, boom, sheep, goats, fowl, in order to be forgiven. All that we need to do is to come to him and request for, for forgiveness. And he'll do it. Amen. So Jesus, 30 minutes more. Did you mean it? Oh, there are plenty of time. Don't worry. Yeah. So Jesus, in his time, decided that we, 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 he would do it. And in fact, that is part of the fulfillment of the law. Hmm? When One of the ways God, Jesus fulfilled the law was to consolidate areas that we cannot deal with. But only he 
could resolve with the father. And so in Hebrews chapter 10, he said that your body um, uh, um, sacrifices you not accept, but I offer my body. At that point, he consolidated everything concerning our sins. We could not have handled them. There was no way we could have handled them. He consolidated everything and then took it to the cross. And on the cross, he dealt with it when he said it was finished. And that was the point that all writings against us were cancelled. Amen. Amen. So, having done all these things, he appreciated if we also give our part of offering, just like the people of Israel, having been given all the jewelries and all the monies we, they collected from the people of, uh, from Egyptians, now God says that offers, I said, whoever's heart touches, I mean, whoever is willing should give in order to build the tabernacle so that I will dwell amongst you. So, in the same vein, having come to Christ, we also offer in appreciation of all that Jesus has done for us. Amen. So, when it comes to, generally, when it comes to giving, we have two components of it, two principles. The principle of gratitude and the principle of um, stewardship. In gratitude, we are doing it in appreciation for all that God has done. In, in stewardship, in recognition of whatever God has given to us. If God gives you beauty, it's to glorify him. If God gives you intelligence, it's to glorify him. If God gives you anything that makes you have more or less some advantage, that advances you. If God gives you wealth, gives you wealth, he says that use it to glorify him. So, by giving all these things a component of you, you are actually showing appreciation, but also you are accounting to him who has loved you and given all these things. Amen. So, when it comes to tithe, God did it so that he wanted to build, um, uh, to, to sustain the priesthood ministry. He wanted to sustain the priesthood ministry. And so, Titan was given, uh, was given to the Levites and the priests. In today's situation, it's our full-time ministers and then all full-time workers in the church system. So, we use tithes. Time will not permit me to talk about what the church is doing, but if you, write, if you read the book, you see what the church... Church of Pentecost is uh, using the tithe for. And in fact, it's very comprehensive. It's very comprehensive. So we use the tithe all because we want to reach out. And more so, the tithe is supposed to expand the kingdom of God. And for the tithe, God was very specific. Why? Because I believe God knows you and I. The Bible says in John chapter, uh, chapter 2, verse 25, said, And Jesus did not give himself to man. He did not, uh, I mean, allow man to, uh, in, uh, to influence because he knew what was in man. So God specifically said 10%. When we come to Christ under the grace, you can give more if you want to. 
in appreciation and in recognition of what God has given to you, you can do that. So God actually gave the tithes for that. And you see, when we are able to give the tithes, the church also has the responsibility to show accountability and stewardship. And praise God, in our case, the church has made things very open. I remember when I was writing the book, I contacted heads of churches and talked to them. If you read the book, you'll be amazed the way the extent to which our church goes in using the tithes. Some tithes are left in the local uh, assemblies, district, area. Some are used to expand, I mean, to, uh, for infrastructure. They are all part of the expansion. And more of them are sent to the external missions. The only black Af a church of black Africans that has gone to over 136 nations. At the Global Pastors and Wise Conference, I was there. And the Pensa International um, overseer came to talk about 69 countries. Most of the money they collect are given from the church. And let me tell you why. When God called Abraham and said that uh, in you all nations will be, uh, will be blessed, he had in mind all the nations that they will all know Christ, right? And for the first phase, he said in Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 28, he said that the tithe should be used for the Levites, should be used for foreigners or Gentiles, then the orphans, etc. So the tithe is meant for that, right? Now, the Gentiles or the foreigners are those of us here, non-Israelites. And we were supposed to benefit from that. At that time, God knew that people will be visiting, will be coming because will be coming to Israel because they will hear about the God of Israel. You remember on the day of Pentecost. Look at the nations. We have Egyptians there, there were Libyans there, we have Parthians there. People were always going because they, they had heard about the, about the God of Israel. But when Jesus came, and when Jesus came, he said, you go. It's, it means another phase of the salvation plan was being launched. So now we have to go. If the tithe was being used those days, was supposed to be used to show God's love for foreigners, then today, we should also use the tithe to push the gospel for people to know about the gospel. That's the essence of the whole thing. Amen. Amen. So when you give your tithes, you are giving because you want God's kingdom to be expanding. And that's why I'm saying that if you are giving, don't fear. There's no one who are giving for this cause that God has disappointed him. I want, you, I want to end on this by uh, by telling you this that you know God God recognized our ministry as men so when you are giving we also want to encourage you that you also give because God honors it and so when you give God honors you for that hmm 
God honors you for that. There are testimonies, abundance of testimonies. And if you want to hear, the one I often cite is Apostle Bwete, the resident minister of Asuka, PRWC. He has a lot of testimonies. I went to Tamale to share his testimony and two, an elder and a pastor also confirmed it there and then. Today, Tamale's tithes has risen. Tamale area. Because it is real and it is true. And so, Apostle Boete, for instance, will tell you that after school, he got so many contracts that he never applied for because of his faithfulness and tithing. God did that. And there are a lot of testimonies. There are a lot of testimonies. You will not be an outlier so far as the statistics of God is concerned. You will be part of it. Amen. So give your tithes and give it faithfully. Give your offerings. The only thing about offering is that just pray and give. The Bible talks about giving in the New Testament. It's an act of grace. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. And in verse 7, it says that we should all excel in it. So we should excel in giving. May the Lord help us. Now, at this point, I want to tell you that it's good you pray for that grace to be upon you. Shall we rise up? I want you to pray and tell the Lord, Lord, give me the grace in appreciation of all that you have done for me. In appreciation. So, in appreciation of all that you've done. Just pray. Just pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Just pray. Lift up your voice. Just pray. Just pray. Ask the Lord to help you. In Talababa Sandalabazuriandai. In Talababa Sandalabazuriandai. Lord help us. Lord help us. Lord help us. Lord help us. In Sandalababa Sariandalabazuriandalabai. You want to ask God for your mercy, for your loving kindness to God. Lord, give us the grace. 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 It's of grace. If it's an act of grace, then it can be activated through prayer. You can activate giving, the spirit of giving, the act of giving, that grace of giving. You can activate it through prayer. You can activate it. And when you thought, you, you, you get energized to want to give. For some of us, by our temperamental tendencies and our, 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 our baby, our experiences, we tend to be very stingy when it comes to giving to the Lord. But today, I want to tell you it's an act of grace. It might not be by your strength, but it's an act of grace. An act of grace. God can give you that grace. Pray for that grace. Pray for that grace. Pray for that grace. Pray for that grace. Leka ba 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 Maria dala ba sandala ba. Amen. Shall we be seated? How can you give tithes and offering? How can you give generally? The first point I want to tell you is that give it as an expression of your appreciation. Give it as an expression of your appreciation to the Lord. Abraham gets the, the first tithe in appreciation of the victory 
over the four kings that invaded Sodom and Gomorrah. Jacob gave a vow to give in anticipation. And I have an elder who taught me this. Sometimes when our salaries were not in, you will give it his tithe ahead of time. Giving in anticipation. Now, give voluntarily. Don't allow anybody to compel you. The secret is this. Anything that is done out of your own volition, especially when you allow the Spirit of God to lead you, the fact that you are doing it out of your own volition, out of your own will, those are the things that attract God's blessings. When somebody has to stand and cajole and compel you to give, you may give, but you will not be blessed. And I thank God that in the church, we are revising the way we, we, we talk about giving. And nowhere have I ever been that I want to compel people to give. But God gave, people give. Because when the person gives out of his own volition, God give voluntarily. Give as an act done in reverence to God. You are giving. When you are giving your offering, when you are giving your tithes, don't look at the pastor standing. Don't look at the presiding elder standing there. Just give it with God in mind. And sometimes it's even good for you if you can pray and say, God, I'm giving this tithes. A brother has challenged me in tech. Uh, when I met the Pensa people and I spoke about, about tithes, he came to me and said, Elder, I've never give tithe, given tithes before. Hey, you have never given tithes before. They asked him, are you in the church? He said, no, 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 I've never been in this church. I'm from a different church. I've never given tithes, especially with all the teachings going about. For because of what you have said, I'm going to give tithes. And you know why? He said, I'm looking at myself. I want to be a lecturer. But even with my first degree, I'm struggling financially. I don't know how I'm going to go on with my master's, let alone going for PAD and later on becoming a lecturer. So I'm going to give my tithes and expect God to carry me through. I loved the brother immediately. And I said, I'm going to stand by you. Give. In reverence to God. Give as act of faith. And give because you want to promote God's agenda. Whatever we give to the Lord, we are giving to promote God's agenda. And if only you give it with that sense of understanding, with that understanding, with that, with that, um, with that perspective, that understanding, the, if you look at it from that angle, you will never give and lack anything. And if you give today and it doesn't come tomorrow, remember, it follows the principle of sowing and reaping. You sow and you reap. You sow later than you, you reap. You reap later than you sow. Right? It follows that principle. But by all means, you reap it. But look unto the Lord and in reverence, just give to him. So this morning, if you are going to give your tithe, give with that in mind. And no one who has given to God has ever outgiven him. You will never lack. Amen. God is always faithful. I can assure you, he's very, very faithful. I can't overemphasize it. He's simply faithful. 
let's pray and just thank him for his word. I want you to thank the Lord. Thank him. Thank him that the Lord has caused your face to rise when it comes to giving and tithing. Invite the members of the LCC and all officers, please come around. God, head of thy church, triumph. Please project it. We Father, we are grateful unto you for these emblems that represent your body and your blood. We thank you that in Luke chapter 22, he said, with great desire have I desired to dine with you. It pleases you that we dine with you. And you told us, O oh God, that when you broke your body, you said that you broke the bread. He said, this is unto you. And in that, we had fellowship with us. We pray that even as Lord, we take in the blood and we take in the body. May this create the real fellowship between us and you. And let the fellowship among the saints also increase. And may you use this, O God, to bless us that your name shall be exalted. Amen. Head of thy chair, we joyfully adore thee till thou appear, thy members he shall sing.
As the emblems are passed by, you can take it, and whenever you get it, just go ahead and cry aloud and give to God the praise of our salvation. Lift our hearts and voices. Oh, we lift our hearts and voices in blessed anticipation and cry. Cry and cry aloud and give to God the praise of our salvation. Head of thy church, head of thy church, triumphant be. Joyfully adore Thee, till appear Thy members. Yes, shall sing like those in glory. We lift our voices. Voices in blessed anticipate and cry and cry and loud and give to God the praise of our salvation and cry and cry. To God, the, the praise of us, and, and cry, and cry aloud, and give to God the praise of us, 
Shall we rise up onto our feet? Um, we lift our hearts and voices. We lift our hearts and voices. In Maria Give praise and glory to the Lord. Give praise and glory to the Lord. Lord, we are grateful unto you. for the privilege to dine with you. Rako di bale, ripande maso de bade bado shata. Rako di bado, repade bado basa. Oh saiti ni mano se peri bado shande. Kade balada basa, ti bane baso. Kade ribalada basa. Rako di bale, Lord we thank you. Oh let's thank the Lord. We are grateful unto you. Pade bado shande, panda basa, di bo shate. Sunday, out loud and give to God. take our seats. Of our and cry aloud and cry and give to God. salvation grateful unto you our Lord Jesus for this privilege count us worthy to come before you your throne to dine with you Lord we are grateful unto you we thank you in the name of our Lord Jesus